Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome into the Illini Inquirer podcast. Derek Piper, Joey Wagner here in Lincoln, Nebraska. As we just witnessed in person, Illinois get it done on the road at Pinnacle Bank Arena, 81-71 to against Nebraska. It's improved to 5-0 and in league play for the first time since 0405. Huge opportunity coming up this weekend as we will dive into. It wasn't pretty early on. I know that on paper this game should have been a blowout, but that's life in the, on the road in the Big Ten sometimes where you look at Nebraska was terrible from three going into this game. They knocked on their first four. Uh, Rebounding-wise, one of the worst high majors out there in terms of their numbers, offensive and defensive rebounding. They hung with Illinois on the glass for most of the night. Uh, Illinois not having a great game from Kofi Coburn, who needed 18 shots to get 16 points. He was a liability defensively, not good at the free throw line. Uh, it was it was ugly for stretches for Illinois, and it was a game of runs. Nebraska gets out 16-4. to Illinois did punch back and go on a big run in the first half, but they were down at halftime. They had to find a way late. We finally saw this team in closing time uh, for the first time in a while, or at least since Arizona, and this was obviously a different result. But uh, the story, and we'll talk about this off the top, the Omar Payne game, how about that? We did talk to him yesterday at media availability, and as Underwood has put this narrative pushing forward that Omar is making strides, particularly at the defensive end, and we did see that tonight with four blocks. Ultimately, he was a plus 17 and the plus minus eight points, five rebounds, four blocks in less than 10 minutes of play. So very productive for him, came up big down the stretch. And Joey, in a night when Kofi... I know 16 and 13 is is pretty productive ultimately, uh, but when you needed it and Kofi was in foul trouble and gassed on the stretch, how big was Omar? Uh, uh, Kofi wasn't very good, right? Don't let don't let the stats fool you. Right. I mean, th- those are impressive stats, and it's a double double, and he's going to end up breaking the record for for double doubles, and that's I mean that's just going to happen. I, I think we all know that. But when he went to the bench with about four minutes left in the game, I don't think any of us thought like, oh, we're not going to see this guy again. Think about that. They sat Kofi for four minutes in closing time. That tells you two things. One, he struggled. Everyone saw it. And Omar, you really, there were even stretches, Derek, as Kofi got gassed before he came out, that you wondered if they could keep Omar off the floor. And I am still a little taken aback that we're saying that because this was far and away his best game in an Illinois jersey. And he was really productive even early I, I remember looking over at you and saying that's a good Omar minute there he had a block and and he just played pretty well defensively uh but offense has really been it's been tough he's especially rebounding and, and just stuff along those lines it's been kind of kind of tough for him defensively Brad has really hit us in the head with this narrative like his DER numbers his advanced numbers are really good and frankly at times it was kind of tough to see that on the floor and he, he comes out with this game and and it was huge because I I went back, Derek, to the Maryland game where Kofi sat for 10 minutes and everything imploded in front of them in, in such a grand way that you thought this is really going to 
they might lose this game because they don't have somebody who can go in there and give productive minutes. Now, I believe Omar and Ben may have been in foul trouble also, but this is a very stark contrast to what that was. And Coleman Hawkins deserves some credit too. He's just really aggressive on the boards and energetic. But if you can get this version of Omar Payne moving forward, you don't have to play your workhorse all of these minutes, and you can still feel pretty comfortable about going to Omar and what that looks like moving forward if you're just subbing seven-footers in there. Now, we got to see it again, yeah. right? That, that's a big thing, but for one night, when Illinois really needed it, I, I, do they win that game without Omar Payne? I I don't know, man. He, he was really assertive defensively, and, and for the first time, I think, this year, Derek, we saw him have some swagger. He was bouncing around a little bit. He was really feeling it. He said after Trent threw him that oop, he really kind of got it all there and carry that as far as it'll go, man, because you're going to need that down the stretch. Because I think a lot of people watched that Maryland game, probably us included, and thought, oh my, what happens if the big guy's in trouble, foul trouble? Who do you look to? If Omar's that guy, that kind of makes you evaluate a little bit differently what they've got up front. Yeah, that has been a really scary thought. If Kofi was to get in foul trouble or was gassed or was limited like he was against Arizona, what this team would ultimately look like and the confidence heading into the season and kind of how Omar was built up and what he was supposed to be versus the reality of a guy that had only made, heading into this game, had only made one shot since the middle of November. I know it's not all about offense, and I, I do think that uh, there is some credence to the fact that he's made some strides defensively. I think that, to your point, we saw that tonight where he is very comfortable, I think, defensively. I think that is starting to click in for him where he's able to be aggressive, where he's able to come over and show help on guards driving to the rim. And I know he got posterized late by McGowan's, who's a very talented player, by the way, but did have a – Nothing wrong with getting posterized. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to try it, but he's really good, dude. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a hell of a poster. <laughs> Super athletic and long, and that's, that's a five-star for you. Uh, but he had a big block on McGowan's in that final stretch. And, yeah, if you would have told anybody that – you're on the road. It doesn't matter that it's Nebraska. You're on the road. Uh, you're in a close battle, and Kofi's off the floor the last four minutes. You're probably saying that's that's Illinois' first loss in the league play. You'd probably lose that game. Uh, but the fact that he was able to catch a lob, I still think offensively he still is kind of awkward and, and fumbles the ball some. And uh, I think pick and roll wise, that's something that he's very comfortable with. Whenever we see a Curbelo back, that's something they're going to obviously go to. And really when he's on the floor, and Brad said, uh, I think after Maryland, he's got to do a better job of adjusting to when Kofi's off the floor. I think that's something we'll see more of Trent in that pick and roll. And Trent did a lot, and we're going to talk about him, off the dribble that was great. Uh, so I think that's something where offensively Omar can do more. But uh, we have seen it defensively, and that was uh, really, really impactful. It's very, very important going forward. Couldn't have come at a better time when you look at who they're about to play in Michigan. With I, I know that Michigan hasn't played as well, but you got Dickinson and Diabate down low, uh, and then Purdue with Edie and Travion Williams. And whatever minutes you get with Kofi off the floor, or in, in the case that Kofi is fatigued or in foul trouble or both, uh, you're going to need some production out of Omar. And uh, this was a sign where it's it's looked fairly you know, to be honest and, and frank, it's been fairly hopeless for a guy that is he gonna is he gonna give you enough or someone we can lean on in the slightest when it matters. And to this point, he hasn't been it. Uh, and I know they're hoping that tonight is a building block to where that is the case going forward. Yeah, and, and there's a universe that exists where he's your starting center. And we've talked about this, Derek, and it's like, oh, now a lot of that's the value of Kofi, and nobody else has a Kofi. Purdue does, but. And we had talked about that a little bit. Kofi wasn't very good 
but he was still 16 and 13 into Kofi. But that probably doesn't get it done without Omar coming in and doing what he did. He, if this is a turning point, I'm sure they hope it is. And well, behind the curtain, when he was made available to the media before this game, which trying to figure out, like, okay, what he had been playing better. I'm not trying to knock the guy, but you just like, what's going on here? And and I know that sounds really bad, and I feel a little bit bad for saying it, but you saw maybe Brad has seen this turn in practice, but this was, this was huge, man. And to avoid, you get into the top 25, you go against Nebraska. That's lost to every high major opponent this year. I mean, lost all of them. And they lost to Western Illinois at home. That is a tough stench to put on you. Uh, after you kind of get back in there and, and we've heard fans were, should be higher. <laughs> it's just a tough one to sell if you go and lose in Nebraska. And Omar really helped you not do that. And I, I think we have to talk about Coleman Hawkins too because he's a little bit like Omar in, in a sense of how that season's looked where he looked really, really good early. The competition started to step up. You started to, you know, saw some of these growing pains, which to be fair are expected uh, for a sophomore who played really limited. I, I mean, I don't know that we were able to take a lot out of his freshman year from what he was asked to do on this team. And you're starting to see him find it a little bit, and he's finding easy points on the offensive glass. He's really energetic on the glass. And I think if you can get some of that going, then we know he's a capable shooter. We know he's a capable passer. And Brad made a point after the Maryland game, they put this kid everywhere. I mean, this was this team, we've talked about it at length. They've been injured. They've been hurt. They've been suspended. I mean, it's... Coleman had to wear a lot, and I think you're seeing him settle into that backup four role where he can come in and just, he has a lot of energy. I don't think anybody's ever looked at him and be like, boy, I wish Coleman Hawkins would play harder. That's not been the experience with him. And a couple straight games with eight, eight, and then six rebounds, that's a big piece too. And the, the front court depth, Derek, I know you're going to write about this, but that it really was a big deal tonight. And it really shined through of like, if there's anything to take from this, that's a big thing. Yeah, and it's been something that's been building for Coleman, as you were saying, the last couple of games for him. He had four points, eight rebounds tonight, four of those boards on the offensive glass. He had eight points, eight rebounds against Maryland, six points, eight rebounds against Minnesota. So he's really been able to get after it with his energy, and it has been a a focus for him. I know that in the middle of December, some of his struggles were not getting after it on the glass, not boxing anybody out, maybe not having that energy that he showed early on in the season when the struggles hit. Uh, maybe he just wasn't as engaged or, for whatever reason, not being able to do that. But uh, he's got it channeled right. He's building some forward momentum, uh, and that's certainly been good to see. And while scoring-wise, and I think there is a conversation we have, we can talk about it a little bit, how much scoring punch this team does or doesn't have off the bench and how much that needs to be a consistent thing to, to build towards. But uh, really, if he can give you solid defensive stretches – uh, we saw it against Ron Harper Jr. against Rutgers. I think he did a, a decent job on Keegan Murray when he was on him against Iowa. Uh, but he didn't in that Arizona game at all against Tabellis. Uh, that's the focus, rebounding, putbacks. Uh, and, and then some of that other stuff can build. And it's really minimizing mistakes offensively because turnovers have been a killer for him. Uh, you, you want him to be able to find that ceiling because he is very talented, skilled offensively, but he does try to – push the envelope a little bit too much and make some, does make some bad decisions. Uh, but you've seen some good minutes since that COVID pause, re-entering Big Ten play. That's been a positive. And it is, again, where this on this night, the front court depth was there. It showed up for you. It was great. Now it's going to get tested a lot more against 
Purdue, against Michigan, against when you play Michigan State. Uh, that's where you got to see this continue to push on forward. Cause it, is, it is very valuable, uh, and they, this team has been able to take advantage of a favorable stretch to Big Ten play, and those guys were a big reason for it tonight, probably the biggest reason. Uh, but I think that that is, is going to get further tested. If this was the arrival of Omar, he's going to have to prove it going forward, and we can look back on that. And Coleman still has more to build as well, but those guys were crucial tonight. Yeah, I think we want to be careful and not saying, like, welcome to the three-headed monster of the Illinois post play, because while we've seen some flashes, tonight certainly was one. Like you said, it's this party's going to get really difficult here uh, later this week and early next week, and you want to see them do that consistently. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we are 12 minutes into this. We have not talked about Trent Frazier. 29 points for Trent Frazier. Uh, four assists. No, I'm sorry. I'm all over the box. Five assists. Five assists, thank you. Four steals for Trent Frazier. One turnover. 38 minutes, and I believe, and I don't have my laptop in front of me, I believe he played the entire second half, uh, if not effectively the entire second half. What we're seeing, this like, I, I don't even know how to describe what we're seeing out of Trent Frazier, because this isn't like a star turn where you're like, oh, look at this guy, he's really, his senior year, he's come back. I Because I don't think we ever really saw him truly go away. I just, I think he understands, he's got a really good pulse on what's asked of him. And tonight what was asked of him was, hey, please save us from a loss in Lincoln. Uh, and I know we just went on and on about the post, but 29 points, and a lot of those were big. I, I thought he did a good job as a as a distributor. Uh, the, the three to DeMonte, I believe, came right out of Trent Frazier's hand as he got to the rim and passed it out. Defensively, on Verge, on Alonzo Verge, I thought for the most part he made Verge's night pretty difficult. Uh, 5 of 13 shooting. Verge is going to get his. I, I think we all know that. But Trent Frazier just, Brad always talks about his conditioning, and you're like, all right, like, you know, sometimes you got to weed out, like, what's, but goodness gracious, man, he, he really wore a lot on both ends of the ball, and in a, a lot of minutes tonight, man, he's, he's helping kind of drive through this Curbelo waiting period here. Uh, we don't know when that's going to end, by the way, it's the, the required update of, of Andre Curbelo, but man, Trent Frazier really, that's what a senior does on the road when you're facing what could be a loss that, that's going to hit that ticker on ESPN in a pretty ugly way. He's been an absolute warrior. He's been as valuable as anybody on this team, if you imagine taking him off and not having his defensive prowess and obviously what he's doing offensively. He's not getting enough love nationally. This guy is one of the best guards in the Big Ten, and what he's doing with Curbelo out, uh, being putting the ball in his hands, obviously Io gone as well, and it got to closing time, and Trent 
made sure that Illinois was going to get out there, uh, make the right plays, hit some clutch shots. And offensively, to, to go off for 29, most points he's had since at the barn as a sophomore was obviously huge. And it wasn't just the threes. We've seen him go on these heaters, which have been super impressive, and, and that's kind of his calling card. But going to the basket, you know, breaking down the defense and getting to the rim, really outside of him is not in the in that backcourt. There, there isn't – I know Plummer has shown it at times, and probably more so – uh, than we expected. I know he didn't have a very good night tonight, but uh, Frazier is the guy you can probably rely on to go make a play off the dribble uh, when Curbelo is out and not only having one turnover and knowing the ball was in his hands a bunch. Uh, the steals, yeah, it was a high usage night for Verge. I thought Verge gave Illinois uh, some problems for the most part because he got where he wanted to go. Uh, he did make some bad decisions, but uh, had nine assists and, and got to the rim a bunch. Uh, so I don't, Frazier obviously didn't take him out of the game. I don't think you necessarily expected that, but you can't say enough about Trent's value. And, I mean, the fact that now he definitely – it's been building for a while to where he feels healthy. And he said as much a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and you take away some times where he had the shoulder injury and the bone bruise and not making shots but gutting it out. And now, I mean, he's shooting 39% from, the, from three. Probably could push over 40 as he continues on this stretch. But, I mean, you can't say enough about that guy and how much he means. And I know that – Tonight on Illini Twitter, it was talk of, we know Io's going to be in the rafters. We know Kofi's going to be there. Uh, Trent should be. Uh, I understand the argument. I understand why you look to that guy as a pillar of, of what's changed about Illinois. And huge credit for him stepping up. And, and it was his time. And he was, he was the closer tonight and, and just a guy that made sure he didn't lose. And for as much as we've seen him offensively, really carry a lot of the weight. Like, these heaters are no joke that he goes on, man. He, he just captivates it but this feels like a big f you to everybody in the big 10 who doesn't want to acknowledge him on defense this whole season just feels like i'm gonna make you notice me come hell or high water and, and he's really taken on a lot and, and like you said verge got to a lot of places verge was gonna get but also really good and nebraska schemes a lot of things to run through him and it's trent frazier i mean even in the offseason Derek is like okay kofi's back oh my god holy crap kofi's back and Trent DeMonte was a big deal, but it still kind of flew a little bit under, and, and you just really can't overlook what those two guys did. And they carried a lot of DeMonte Williams. You look at kind of these seniors who have who have gone into games like this on the road against opponents that you probably, I don't know who you can really say Illinois should have beat when these guys were sophomores. It was just a growing pain. But, like, you see kind of the evolution of, Man, we've been doing this for five years. We know how to do this. We know how to get the heck out of here with the win. Trent Frazier was big from the free throw line tonight when nobody else was, uh, at least for the most part. I mean, there was a stretch. Illinois was 0 for 7, I think, and Trent Frazier finally stepped up and, and hit 1. And those are the things you have to do to kind of avoid one of these – catastrophic such a big word, but it would have been a big loss, man, especially with what you know is in front of you. So to have Trent Frazier do that, DeMonte Williams, it was a big shot. I mean, I don't think we want to make it sound like DeMonte was some saving grace tonight. Uh, Jacob Grannison had a couple nice big moments. You, Brad always wants to get old and stay old, and I, I think we're seeing, Derek, why that's so important. Then you put Kofi into the mix as well, uh, and you understand a little bit of why we've heard him say it a hundred times, like, all right, dude, but you see it. 
Yeah, I mean, two starting super seniors, two grad transfers, a junior big man in Kofi, and uh, that is why Brad continued to say we, we got to get old. That's the, the winning formula in the Big Ten is having veterans, having guys that have been around the league for a long time. And, man, uh, we've joked about whether it's Aaron Kraft at Ohio State, Brad Davison in Wisconsin, the, the fans around the league, opposing fans for Illinois, are going to be like, man, Trent Frazier was at Illinois forever, and he was a pain in the you-know-what. And that's been uh, that's a huge credit to him. And, and, yeah, I feel like he doesn't – he gets a lot of, of – do praise obviously for for what he does uh within this fan base and everything but still it's it almost doesn't feel like enough uh because he hasn't always been you know since Io showed up then it was Kofi he wasn't the marquee star on this team uh but what he's doing uh, at both ends is phenomenal and on a night when Plummer goes four for 12 from the field and uh Grandison you know two for six from three he had a couple of big shots like you were saying uh DeMonte makes one late but uh, tried to carry you there for a little while offensively, and uh, that's someone that – and just to think, as you were saying, I know you're going to write about it, but just normalizing that we're going to go get a Big Ten win wherever we want and how successful this team and this program has turned that into is, is pretty amazing. And uh, I think that just they're not afraid of doing it. They know how to get it done. Uh, I, I was curious tonight what closing time would look like because we didn't have – one of those moments since Arizona where they really went silent offensively and lost that game. Uh, also before that, obviously Marquette and Trent was a big reason why they were able to steady the ship and uh, also DeMonte. So uh, that was great to see. And seniors die hard. I know Jeremy was quoting uh, old John Gross with that line, and uh, that certainly was the case. All right, Derek. I don't, I don't like the trap game idea. Um, but you could, if you want to quantify this as that, you probably could. Nebraska's just not very good. Um, but big stuff, big weekend coming up, man. You got scheduled to have Michigan on Friday. That is expected to go. Um, Michigan's got their COVID issues, and I know that's. I don't know if you've heard. That's been a little bit of a discussion um, on Illini Twitter. But that's a big one, man. It was one we circled like, holy crap, this is going to be a big one. And then two days later, you got Purdue, and the Big Ten is not going to be one this weekend. But Illinois can really leave, go to bed on Monday. There's a chance that Monday exists where Illinois can go to bed and say, we've really made made a pretty big name for ourselves here in the Big Ten. And, and it starts with Michigan. And you had to get out of this one. But, Derek, how big is this Friday-Monday swing here in Champaign? Huge opportunity on the table. I know you look at Michigan, and they're 7-6 and six overall and have been a shell of what a lot of people expect them to be. Still a very talented team, still a team maybe that, that figures it out ultimately as the season goes on, and some of those freshmen figure it out. But uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, just the, the bad blood between those two sides, the rivalry dynamic, Dickinson against Kofi. Uh, and, and Michigan is still a talented basketball team. I'm sure they'll be rubbed up and ready to play. I know it's, it's fun for Illini fans to talk about – Michigan ducking and all this stuff, and uh, let's hope that game gets played and gets played on Friday, but uh, unbelievable two-game homestand when you think about that opportunity followed by Purdue, and it's it's a big chance for Illinois to make a major statement in the Big Ten, uh, to be 7-0 and up the top, and uh, I know Michigan State has a favorable stretch. They're at home against Minnesota, which would move them to 5-0 and if they win that, at home against Northwestern after that, so uh, they could be 6-0, and then they go on the road to Wisconsin at Illinois, so that's kind of prove-it time for them. Uh, but handing Purdue a loss would give them three losses. Illinois would be essentially three, three-and-a-half games up on them at that point. That would be 
what seems like insurmountable. I know there'd still be a lot of season left, but uh, that would um, that would really put a damper on Purdue's chances of coming back and winning this league. I know Wisconsin's still going to be up there, uh, but this from a resume resume standpoint, we talk about your net ranking. I think they were they were in the 10, 11 range going into this game. You win both of those, maybe you're in the top five. Uh, forget the AP poll, who cares? But uh, yeah, I think this is just. This is really a chance to get tested because they haven't been that tested. You look on Ken Palm, they have one win against the top 50. Michigan's 27, Purdue's still number five. So uh, a chance to, to show it, a chance to really dig in at the top of the league. Uh, and I, I think it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. And I, hopefully enough Orange Crushers bought the break tickets to get back there to make that atmosphere what it should be. And uh, that's, what, that's the best of Big Ten basketball. It's going to be great, man, but you got to get through these. And tonight showed me a lot about this team because there were, there were times we thought, I don't know that you and I ever really looked at each other and said, like, boy, Illinois is not going to win this game. I, I just think talent and chemistry and cohesion was going to win out in the long run. But they really, Nebraska didn't go away, and Illinois found a way to keep going through and closing this thing out and getting a big win and doing it behind guys who haven't really been the, the – star of the, the the podium game guys right I mean Trent has a, we've seen that but this, this told me a little bit about what this could be for this team this big weekend ahead all right Derek long road trip man a lot of driving <laughs> some good barbecue and a couple of soda pops in Kansas City that was nice but uh yeah we've been hitting the road pretty good uh, I know that we, we don't have much as far as the rest of the month getting on the road but ready to Hunker down in Champagne, see some big-time basketball. But, yeah, we're on the grind, and it's been fun. All right, that's it from Lincoln. Thank you for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast. I'm not used to doing this in, in place of Jeremy. Take Jeremy care, the man. pro. Uh, is it like, rate, subscribe? Is that yeah. right? Oh, man, Warner's going to be so mad hearing this. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. We're back at this on Friday. Big weekend ahead for Illinois basketball. <laughs>